Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And tonight in Marvel News, we have great talk about that incredible Civil War trailer that was released last week. Luke Cage has a confirmed release date. A familiar face is returning to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. soon. And there may be trouble ahead for Marvel's Inhumans movie. And we'll be covering in spoilery detail this week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 12, The Inside Man. Sounds like a great time. Let's get to it. What's up? What's up this week, Jeff? You Man, doing all right? That trailer. I'm so, I'm so yeah, sad that we couldn't really, like record a day. I know. Late. I was out of town all week. We, <sighs> we talked about doing, trying to drop an extra sode, but uh, it just I mean, didn't work out. Damn. Right. Damn. Damn. I feel like we need damn. to record an extra sode right now. That's what we'll do. Just to talk about. We'll this. call the next ten minutes of the podcast the extra sode. Yeah, this is your extra sode. Uh, I mean, everyone. we're not going to like go to the trouble of chopping it up and putting it on a separate feed or anything. It's just going to be... That's really... That would be awful. Yeah. That would be so terrible. So much editing to do. Uh, yeah, the trailer was amazing, right? It was so good. The The highlights for me, the number one with, with a bullet highlight was, um, I can do this all day. Yeah. Captain America to the first Avenger. Captain America. Before he was even Captain America. It just, it fits him so well to say it. Yeah. And it shows that his character has not changed really since that alley. Yep. Uh, He is still that kid in the alley. For for those of you who didn't catch it, (sighs) Captain America, uh, Steve Rogers, as a scrawny little Steve Rogers in Brooklyn, was in an alleyway in the first movie, and there's a bully beating him up, and he says, I can do this all day. You don't know when to quit, do you? Uh, I says, could do this all I day. I could do this all day. And he's now fighting Iron Man. Stand down. Final warning. I can do this all day. I can do this all day. Ah, just so good. That's so, uh, uh, that. But everyone's talking about Spider Man, and I'm like, I don't care. I, I mean, no, I do. I do. I'm no. very excited about Spider Man. But like, you know what I've that, heard the most that people character talking moment? about? Oh. You know what What's I've that? Heard? I've heard the most people talking about Ant-Man on the arrow. That was pretty awesome. Ant-Man leaping off the arrow between Iron Man's fingers <laughs> to run up his arm. When I first saw that oh shot, God. I thought I was looking at Iron Man. I actually was really confused. Uh, <laughs> and like, is he on something? I didn't. See, yeah, I was like, I thought it was like a missile or something. I was like, not. I was like, what's going on? They've here? done the missile thing already. Uh, and technically, it was a missile. It's like, true. It did split and had all kinds of fancy... It was a fancy arrow. It was a very fancy. It was one of the trick arrows. Yeah. I'm um, okay with that. Yeah, I'm totally okay with but that. But arrows are technically also missiles. Oh, really? Like, in the purest definition of it. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, did not know that. Anyway. <laughs> um, so that... I'm so excited for it. Yeah. Because that means it's happening. We talked about that months and months ago. I forget who posted it um, on our Facebook, but someone posted a picture of... Hawkeye with Ant-Man on his arrow from the comics saying, this is what I want out of Civil War. And we're getting it. It was a meme, I think, that was like, it showed Jeremy Renner with Ant-Man standing on his shoulder. And it was like, if this doesn't turn into this, then it was that cover from that, I think it was Avengers 183, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, It said, if this doesn't turn into this, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's, I mean, absolutely true. Well, it did. And we got it. We're getting it. (laughs) I don't even know how they're making these movies. They're just so good. (laughs) And the the effects are so good. I I know there's, there's, (laughs) there's cameras. There are some problems with, uh, with Iron Man, uh, sorry, Spider-Man suit being said. 
Yeah. What like, do you think? It looks. It does look a little CGI. It's. I mean, it. Uh, yeah. What are it you gonna is do? CGI. What well, are you gonna do? You could have a kid crouching in a suit. No, but that doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> it did look pretty CGI. It didn't look. It, just it didn't, didn't look, look quite polished. Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping that that's the case. That it's just they're still working. You know on what it. I'm excited about with Spider-Man is those eyes. I am too. The mechanical eyes. Like, okay, first off, it goes. Oh, it goes from. I think I think this is right. It's it goes from the Ramita era eyes to the Ditko era eyes, which are the two most iconic artists for Mm Spider-Man because one had really big eyes and one had really narrow, like large black outline eyes. And it was, it was reminiscent of both of those. Yeah. And it gives him the ability to emote like he's supposed to, which I don't know that they're actually supposed to be emoting. Like, I don't know that that's what the eyes are for. Um, oh yeah, it, that, looked, it sounded like a lens. It and, is. And, and this is all over the internet, of course. But it sounded like a lens in, like, in his. If you zoom eyes. in, if you if you look really closely at it, yeah. you can see that it looks like shutters. It does. It does. And so I'm I'm totally down with that. He's a photographer. It makes sense. Yeah. That he would be like focusing from inside his suit, and it sounds like that's some Stark tech. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Probably. I mean, he's got a personal relationship with one of the people in the movie. Yeah. And then he calls him Underoos, and he leaps in. I love that so much. Ah, <laughs> uh, that moment was so good. You know, interesting thing hey, about that hey, moment. Hey guys. <laughs> hey everyone. And then he. Anyway, interesting thing about that moment, um, if you look at Black Widow in that scene, she's standing behind Cap when Spider-Man leaps in, and her feet are not pointed at Cap. It's not like she's surrounding Cap. Yeah. It looks like she's on his side. I, I, I We haven't talked about it much on the cast, because I don't want to over-speculate about all the plot points of Civil War, but based on the most recent trailer... We know she starts on Iron Man's side, but we also have her telling him... I'm not the one that has to watch their back. Yeah, like, it, there's, there seems to be some rift that forms at some point in the movie where she just disagreeing. She goes from completely with Stark to slowly drifting away. And we, we, we all thought it was kind of weird after the events of... The Winter Soldier? Yes. When they were so close? They were so close. And they brought down S.H.I.E.L.D. together? Yeah, it seems a little strange that she's not on his, on Cap's side. So, yeah. So I, I think that by the end of the film, she will be on Cap's side. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that, because she's kind of the double agent. Or she could be uh, infiltrating Cap's side for Iron Man. Possibly. I could see that also happening she's there's so many things that she could do i think I, I think she's gonna end up swapping sides i do okay i really do i but you know could but be anything. that also did look like it was part of the airport sequence um where we saw everybody running at each other and she was on um iron man's side yeah well well you you, you hear iron man says all right i'm done with this like i've run out of patience yeah under ruse under ruse so, so that's probably the the like the first meeting and talk and try to work it out thing situation where maybe I don't know or maybe they've had a battle and and he's and he well he seems strange he to call does have in. a black eye right there sure so he got socked in the face he has a black eye throughout the entire trailer <laughs> he does he has a black eye for the vast majority of this movie it seems like yeah which I'm cool with. <laughs> 
Somebody needs to knock him in his face. It's, it's, Put uh, him it's in his place. Funny that Robert Downey Jr. had to get like makeup to have a black eye almost every day on set. It seems like that's funny. I would love for this to not be the whole movie, but I have a feeling. I have a feeling we've seen a lot. But I've heard some people speculate that, that everything we've seen is from the first half of the movie. We so, still haven't seen Zemo. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm hoping, and we've barely seen Crossbones. I am hoping that Crossbones and Zemo are not in it much. Okay. Because yeah, they're the bad. They're the they're bad guys in this movie. But this movie is not about the bad guys. And right. They're being very smart not to show us Zemo because then you have the same complaints that everyone had about the bvs trailer showing doomsday yeah this is supposed to be a movie about heroes fighting heroes why are you showing us the uniting factor that's going to bring yeah. them back together why like, are you showing me the twist yeah why are you showing me the resolu- trailer the resolution of the primary and you know like relationship that's being fought against you know uh don't show me the ending of the major conflict in your second trailer yeah that's i don't need that not smart so i think if baron zemo was in it we'd get a little we did. We get a little bit of that same flavor, and I, I hope that he's not in it much. I hope he's just some MacGuffin for a scene, or you know, like we know that Cap. We know that something happens in this movie, yeah, that causes the Sokovia Accords to be pushed to the forefront, and we know. And it looks like it's an inciting incident where we see Black Panther, or well, Chadwick Boseman, yeah, in not Black Panther attire, right. In like what looks like a suit, and we also see the UN building blow up, and it looks so, like he got caught in that explosion. So it looks like that happens, yeah, causes everything to go, you know, that way. So the, the and but then something has to happen after that. There's a line in there that says where where Iron Man says to Cap, "You just started a war." Yeah, and I don't. It almost sounds like it's like just a tough man line, like. Oh, you! I'm gonna bring it now, but I don't think that's what it is. I think that whatever happens in that scene, Cap went against the Sokovia Accords, and so something has to happen where Cap sees something going the wrong way, or like like a Baron Zemo type situation, and he charges in against the Sokovia Accords anyway to save people's lives. And this is this is this is total speculation on my part, but my feeling is it is probably something to do with Black Panther. Black Panther's probably saying we have to have he's he's a strong supporter of the Sokovia Accords, and he, he's probably going to take his country to literal war if these if these if these Sokovia Accords aren't enforced. Yeah, and I think that whatever Cap does is literally starting a war because he's going against this treaty. I I think with Black Panther. Being who he is, and Wakanda being an isolationist nation, it could be that um, as part of the Accords, T'Challa wants heroes just to not go in Wakanda. Like part of the Accords is they don't come here. That's possible. And Cap sees something going down across the border and says, "Well, I have to go help." That's it's very possible, but it's also possible that he's just, you know, the Accords have been signed by all these people, and then. Cap goes in anyway, and it's possible that he uh, he's he's wearing the American flag. Yeah. It seems like he's a representative <laughs> of America, and yeah. so it could literally cause a war. And and so that 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 brings to me if 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 Cap's actions could literally start a war, I could see why Iron Man would actually fight him physically. You know, there, but the, there's also the Bucky part of this. Sure. Bucky's Absolutely. being framed for something, and I'm thinking that it's Crossbones made that explosion happen at the UN area, and then somehow framed Bucky for it. When do you think the Bucky 
trying to shoot Tony thing happens. Ooh, that's 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 hard to say. I've I've had theory kicking around in the back of my head that it might be bef- like a long time ago. Now the glove that he has is too it's too new. Well, he had some pretty cool tech like that in Iron Man 2 which is way before Winter Soldier. And what I'm saying is it could be that back when the Winter Soldier was still carrying out Hydra missions, yeah. it could be that that was back then. And that It looked like it was his, his street attire, though, from, this, from the rest of the trailer. Maybe. Like, unless all of that was also yeah, there could flashbacks. Be a, there but could be a Black sequence. Panther was, was in that. Like, when you see him, uh, when he leaps off of the car, like... Uh, panther sure so cool scene by the way chases down a motorcycle on foot that's incredible yeah yeah (laughs) like when he leaps off and like knocks the bike out from under him winter soldier or bucky is in his like red shirt oh he's in that same red shirt that 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 street attire interesting okay that's probably it looks like it's a similar scene to that happening well then (sighs) i'm thinking that it's probably uh bucky was there and and uh, Tony thinks that he did it because Bucky was going to shoot him to try to get away. Still, Bucky trying to shoot Tony in the face is kind of an unforgivable action. It's real bad. It's not... It's really bad. It's not like... Uh, I don't know. He They're just fighting and he's punching him and he's fighting back. It looked like he was trying to assassinate Tony, which to me... Me, it's very unlikely that the a Bucky character that we're supposed to care about and like is going to just try to assassinate Tony Stark. Yeah, and the look that Tony had on his face when yeah. he stopped the bullet was, "Oh my god, I cannot believe you just did that." Yeah, it's it's such a great such a great moment. Yeah, um, I'm glad that they froze or that they stayed on Tony's face for like a frame or two more and yeah. gave us that look. Oh, it's so much of this trailer is about that. Nothing is about just hey, we're superheroes. Watch us use our powers. There's almost no powers in this thing. It's like, it's all character moments. Yeah. When I see these characters in this movie, and part of it's because I do the MCU cast, and I am very invested in all of these characters, but when I see this trailer, I don't even think, hey, there's Captain America. I am thinking about Steve Rogers, the character that is Steve Rogers. I'm not thinking, hey, there's that cool guy with the shield. Yeah, I'm thinking about the guy that says that he literally wishes he could not go into bad situations like that sometimes. Yeah. Like, sometimes I wish I could just turn my back. A lot of this trailer is them in street clothes, which is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just so good. And then you get random, like, uh, okay, 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 sorry. So, progressing logically, it looked like after that kind of situation, Black Panther and Bucky were fighting on the roof. But Black Panther was in, or like T'Challa got into his Black Panther attire, and then helicopter shows up and starts shooting at them. And Black Panther turns around, and he's just like, what is all this gunfire happening? Like, I don't care. Yeah, it, I have it no... Didn't phase it at I all. Don't, I have no worry about the this. The vibranium just but completely... But your weapons cannot harm me. Don't you know who the fuck I am? <laughs> vibra- I am the Black Panther. I love the idea that he, he has a vibranium suit. Yes. Um, it's a vibranium weave, which is even better. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, but given that, like, you know, in this world, vibranium has been a part of the story three major times. Yep. Uh, and, and it's just cool. Cap has it in his shield. Then a little later, you got Ultron is made of it. And now you've got a guy who is probably going to be on the good side who is... Actually, I think it's the Vision is made of it. 
Oh, you're right. You are totally right. And the vibranium core of the Sokovia bomb right. thing. You're, you're totally right. It was that he was trying to build... Yeah, a, he wanted himself to be in the vision body. Yeah. <sighs> Very excited about this movie. This looks so good. And, and, and then there was that great scene, speaking of vision, speaking where Scarlet of, Witch is like bringing him to his knees. Yeah. He is so strong. Mm-hmm. He's so powerful. Like, we haven't seen everything that he can do, but obviously we haven't seen the extent of her powers. Well, they're also... They're both given their powers by the same thing. Yeah, it's true. They the, have that, that the bond. mind gem. So, like, they're... They have that bond. They're connected, and their powers are connected. Is that maybe how she is manipulating him? Or is it just the fact that she can manipulate reality? Which is... She's one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel Universe, 616 Universe. Yeah. Um, and so, we have yet to see her... I mean, we saw her get angry... In, in in Ultron and just and blow up every blow up all around the bar. Her. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. All at the same time, just gone. <laughs> and so her bringing Vision to his knees, I just don't even know what what the, where that's going or what what they're like. Why are they fighting? Yeah, we don't even know. I which... know they're on opposite teams, but like, why are they fighting? Oh, uh, so so yeah, that's right. You see Vision flying behind everybody like... on the Iron Man side. I feel like Iron Man's side is like way overpowered. He's got the vision. Well, the vision, uh, I don't know. The vision, Black Panther, Iron Man, all just have, they're all and mecked War up. Machine. And War Machine. They're all or, like, sorry, it's Warhammer in this one. Who is? That's funny. They keep changing that guy's name. <laughs> Warhammer has never been in the comics from what I under, from oh, yeah. like what I remember. Well, I think it's a funny, it's a funny gag, given that characters in the comics do change their names fairly often. It's funny. That you know they who's would, the worst about that? Who's that? Hank Pym. Oh yeah, for sure. He, he's, <laughs> he's pretty bad. So bad. Um, yeah. Trailer's great. Any, any anything we missed that you that you want to talk about that I haven't talked about yet? Um, we still. I mm. we've got a bunch more from from uh, from from it coming in our feedback. Uh, a lot of people had things to say. Um, about it, so we can just move on, and we'll probably we'll probably talk about it for another fifteen twenty minutes. We now later. like we now understand what it is that made Rhodey's chest explode. Yeah. Because it looked like he had a uh, an explosion like where something was ripped out, and it looks like there was just a laser beam that caught him across the chest. It was a laser... I, I thought it looked like a missile, but I'm, I'm not sure. Now, it looked like... Uh, it looked like um, a repulsor ray or Vision's beam from his forehead. Interesting. Uh, but we know repulsor beams and Vision's head are both on... Team Tony. Yeah. So I don't know where why those two things, but yeah, that's it's interesting. It was a yellow ray. It was cool. They they showed us just enough more to make me more intrigued, and a few just fan service moments to the max, uh, like Ant Man on Hawkeye's arrow. Oh god. <laughs> and 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 the and the callback to the alley scene with Cap. Mm-hmm. The, those. Those moments, and of course the Spider-Man moment. Of course the Spider-Man moment was amazing. The underoos. Him calling him underoos is just and I like, perfect. <laughs> I like that they're going back to the mechanical web shooters, and they're going mechanical web shooters as wristbands on the outside of the, uh, on the, outside of the costume, yeah. which is great. You can see he has a utility belt for more cartridges, which makes sense. Um, everything yeah. about that costume just looked great a lot of people don't like the the weird striping like on the shoulders because it's not in any of the comics or whatever but it honestly it reminds me of the the color pa- uh, the color pattern on the shoulders of cap's suit that we see in the trailer 
Interesting. Because he's got like solid blue with the red outline. It's very similar to that style of shoulder coloration. Cool. Uh, to me, he looks like Spider-Man. He cool looks like Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> There's never really been a Spider-Man costume that I've been like, ah, oh, you're awful. That's they, the iconic one. I feel like they've all looked good, you know? Um, well, he's got the iconic the like Spider-Man. fat spider on the back. Yeah. Oh, that, I, I do like the little fat spider. That's, yeah. That, that brings me back. And he's got, very similar to uh, that 90s cartoon that I know that you just thought of, he's got that little bitty spider in the front, the little yeah. bitty black one. So it's very reminiscent of that costume, which I'm excited about because that's the Spider-Man I grew up on. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Uh, I'm and, so very excited. Uh, moving on to the next story, James Gunn actually said that Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man that he's seen ever. Like, he is the best Spider-Man. He compared him to Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man and Heath Ledger as the Joker, saying, like, those guys are very good versions of those they are awesome versions of those but tom holland is the best spider-man that's awesome like he made sure to to notate like these guys are good this one is the best i i I trust james gunn to say that i wonder how much there is of spider-man in this movie i don't know he obviously that can't be the first time we see him no surely not no there has to be a meeting beforehand i guess between him and Artie or him and Tony. Him and Tony. I keep wanting to just call him RDJ. That's okay. We all know what you mean. Yeah. There's got to be some sort of initial contact. There's got to be a, a, a first meeting. Like, a, hey, I can help you out. I bet that is probably the first um, showing of the costume in the film. Because, like, he'll have some sort of, like, kitschy, terrible little, like, I've got a hood and, like, a hoodie kind of costume. And... Iron Man will be like, you need something better. Let me let me help you out. Yeah. We've known for a while uh, that this movie was not going to be about secret identities the way it is in the comics. Right. Um, but It's not going to be about registration of superhumans. It's going to be about keeping superhumans in check yeah. and having them report to somebody. Exactly. And so I find that interesting. I think it's... This trailer, and I'm not even sure why, but Spider-Man showing up and being and, we- and still wearing his costume and wearing his mask made me feel like I completely put to rest the idea that he would be even asked to remove his mask. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know why. It just, it just. I was like, oh, that, that and the fact that the, none of the trailers have mentioned anything about secret identities, and the only person who might have a secret identity at this point is Ant-Man, and he showed up and. Uh, just told and took no. his mask off in front of Falcon like immediately. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> hi, I'm Ant Man. Or no, it's hi, I'm Scott. Yeah. Did he, so did he just say hi, I'm Scott? So good. <laughs> so good. So, like, Falcon already knows that secret identity. So, yeah. There's... And you know, Cap and yeah. Bucky are going to know it because they're in that room with his arm all. I still. <laughs> his ex has an arm in the vice at the end of. Yeah, we still don't know why, I mean, like how that comes about. We have no idea why he has his arm in a vice. Is it... <laughs> I, I know this isn't the case. I think they've just got him, and they're trying to subdue him so they can talk about whatever. And, what and happened figure. to get him framed. Right. Or, yeah. or, or, or it seems he's still coming out of that tube in one scene in this movie. Yeah. Which makes me feel like, what if he is still brainwashed? Yeah. What if Hydra <clears throat> found him? What if he got taken back? Yeah. 
It doesn't seem like he's a freelance. What if they guy. had a what if they had a Serenity style safe word? Right. They're just out. They sent out the OD bar uh advertisement and just like brainwashed rebrainwashed him and then he said Miranda and kicked everyone's butt and tried to shoot Tony in the face. And then like big Serenity fans know what I'm talking about, right and guys? And like somebody randomly says whatever the phrase was, I can't remember it. Intecora Nashmikt. Oh, yeah. Okay. You've seen it more than twice then. I've seen it a lot of times. <laughs> I just, I recently, I'm, I, I'm sorry. All of them again. I really, I really just, uh, I've, I've seen that scene so many times and I'm always happy that I remember when it, when it's coming, I always say it with him. And so being asked on a podcast in front of thousands of nerds <laughs> like myself and being put on the spot and I haven't seen it in like a year and I was like, do I have it? I do. I, my brain pulled through for me this once. <sighs> Good work. Thanks. Good work. Thanks. So <laughs> felt nice. Oh man. <laughs> so let's move on. With yeah, let's, let's move on. Civil War trailer, awesome. Check. Yeah. So with uh, with Spider Man's help, it seems that uh, seems as that trailer has been viewed a lot. The the four day total for that trailer being viewed on YouTube and Facebook is at sixty two point six million views. Now, by comparison, Avengers Age of Ultron got 50.6 million views in the same time frame. So we got 12 million views more already than that. Jurassic World got 53.9 million. Um, Star Wars The Force Awakens trailer got 64.6 million views in the first four days. two million more. Two million off of the record-setting Star Wars The Force Awakens. It got like four, it got like less than 4% more views. That's enormous. That's crazy. I mean, this is just, I'm sorry, this is a third in a series of movies that is a part of the bigger Marvel Cinematic Universe. The fact that there's that much interest, and I've, I've been saying it all along, but you've already got it. It's already an Avengers movie, practically. Yeah, it's like Avengers two point five. Yeah, and and we and I understand it's not with going to be a strong focus on Cap with a strong focus on Cap. Blah blah blah. But <laughs> it's also an Iron Man four. Whatever. It's all these things. It's an Iron Man four. It's a Cap three. It's introduction of. It's the longest of Marvel Black movie. Panther. It's the coming home of spider-man like this is so many things this movie is everything we needed to be everything we've ever wanted out of mcu well (laughs) it's it's a lot it's a lot of things to throw in an advertisement to make the internet explode and they kind of did they did because the internet went nuts yeah it was it was absolutely crazy and um since the release of that trailer, the uh, the first Civil War trailer, the one where they came up on Cap or came up on Bucky in the in the Vice, right? Um, that trailer has gotten another nine point three million views, bringing its uh, lifetime total up to one hundred and twenty point eight million. Wow! So, like this trailer is pushing forward a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. It's uh, it's very exciting. They're they're really doing a wonderful job over there. Yes, they are. Uh, with their marketing. So, that happened Thursday. You know what else happened Thursday? Daredevil's Red Carpet yeah. happened on Thursday. Which, uh, I'd like to send a shout out to uh, Nathaniel Muzzy and Justin Steinmetz, because they posted this before I saw it. So uh, Before you saw it? Yeah, you may have seen it. Oh, I saw uh, and it. And that's fine. It's I was fine. all about it. It's all good. I just want to throw, throw, throw some love right, over there. Right, like... 
right as I was getting the notifications they, that they hey, posted on our wall, I was watching posted, the video. <laughs> they posted it on our wall before you did. So <laughs> whatever. There's a lot. Of, I've actually. I've, I we haven't really even said quiet. what the story is. Let's keep moving. I was really quiet this week on all of our stories. Anyway, so at the red carpet premiere of uh, of Daredevil, Mike Coulter was there. Makes sense. He's part of the yeah. Netflix MCU offering. He shows up in Daredevil. That'd be really I hope great. so too. That'd be neat. Um, but while he was there, he sat down and had a little bit of an interview and said, you know, Daredevil's coming to everybody's faces uh, March 18th. And she was like, yep, that's, yep, that's true. And he's like, and I'll be seeing everybody September 30th. And she kind of lost her mind. It was like, is that, is that confirmation of when Luke Cage comes out? And he says, you heard it here first. That's so great. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So confirmed September 30th, Luke Cage premieres. Interesting to note, Jessica Jones had that teaser that said Luke Cage November. So that seems to make me think that Jessica Jones season two is going to be coming out in November, and it's probably going to focus a lot on Luke Cage hmm. and f- either finding him or like trying to figure out his past or something like. Well, I feel like we're going to connected. We're going to find out a lot about his past on his show. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that, that that weird thing that said. It was November. a file folder. File folder, Jessica Jones in November. That seems to line up to me that they would have, if they do one now, which is two days away, people. Two days away. Two days away. If you, if you didn't, if, if that's another piece of news we didn't have in the news lineup, but Daredevil season two on Friday, it's dropping. Uh, just so you know, we are going to be covering it. We're going to start our coverage on Saturday. Uh, we'll be dropping one episode one on Saturday and then we'll be dropping an episode every day until we wrap it up. Um, so you'll be getting a good, like 15 days straight of MCU cast. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, (laughs) that was good. That was real good. (laughs) But, uh, daredevil is this Friday. Um, then if we get one in September, so we've got month three, month nine, and then November, I, and then probably next year they'll throw Iron Fist somewhere in the middle there. Oh man, God, that's full. well. Yeah, if they, mm, that's hard to say though, because like Iron Fist is the last one before the Defenders. But are they going to do? I mean, they could do four seasons of every show before they wanted to do the Defenders if they wanted to. Uh, they could. I mean, if they, if they were to do that, if they were to throw Iron Fist into say like summer when we've got a real big Marvel drought. There could very well be, well... Of course, next year we'll have Spider-Man. Spider-Man's coming out in July of next year. And we've got two... Early July. And we've got two series that we don't know when they're coming out yet. Probably not summer. Very rarely do series do well Well, yeah. Uh, we, could, we could possibly see something in, um, in August or yep. late July, early August uh, with, like, Daredevil Season 3 or whatever coming out in, in May... Or sorry, April in the April May range, March April May range, and then Iron Fist something like July or late July early August, Luke Cage September, Jessica Jones November, like that could be the spread, and then say like the next year, Defenders huge thing. Netflix is putting out so much content. That's true. I'm not saying it's all quality because Fuller House, but. <laughs> They have to, you know, not I, everybody hits I'm not all saying, cylinders all the time. I'm not saying it, it's, okay, Fuller House was bad, but so was Full House. And I, it's the same kind of show. Like, they did a good job of making Full House again. 
It's just Full House is a bad show. <laughs> we were just children. I put on Fuller House for my for my fi- five-year-old niece. She loved it. And I enjoyed it because it had a bunch of throwbacks to my childhood. So I watched a few episodes. And my niece, my five-year-old niece, was just loving it. I had, she, she was like, I want to watch one of my shows. And I was like... Uh, we're gonna put this on. You're gonna just. I, 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 I like basically just experimented on. It. I was like, I want to see if this is good for you. I want to see if this attack. Because when I was your age, are you gonna attach to this? I watch this every day. Like uh, you know, yeah. oh, good stuff. Um, and it is very similar to Full House. So so even that. So one week they had Full House. The next week I think they had House of Cards, and then the next week they have dropping Daredevil. That's insane rate of. Putting good stuff out. Yeah. Well, they don't really... Again, caveat, not that Fuller House was good. It just existed. Content. They put just gr- content. They put content out real fast. But, like, they don't They don't really have to care about when they release things, because people are going to want to watch all of those things, and they're yeah. going to watch... They're going to binge watch. Like, you're already done with House of Cards. I have 40 minutes left on the last episode. Okay, so you're pretty much done with House of Cards. You're going to finish it before Daredevil comes out. I am. And we'll, we'll probably have Daredevil almost fully fully done that first week. <laughs> yeah. We're going to record that sucker fast this time, because I don't have as many shows this time, so we're going to be able to... You don't have as many gigs to play, and also there's Frank Castle. Yeah. We need to gonna, get this in. Yeah, we need to get, get I, I'm not going to be able to like stop watching the show. You're going to have to call me when you think I'm done with an episode. <laughs> you're going to have to go home between our our recording sessions, and you're going to be like, uh, I'm going to be your, I'm gonna have to be your sponsor. You have to call me <laughs> and be like, Matt. I know I'm, I'm, Jones not, and, I'm, I'm Jones not. I'm not. I know I'm not supposed to watch it till we get together again. <laughs> but I but just, I just need it. I need a fix right now. Oh uh, man. Yeah, that's good. That's exactly what it's going to be. I'll be your sponsor. It's cool. Don't. <laughs> I don't need your help. I only go to meetings if I have a problem. Anyway, so uh, that's another really... another oh. uh, another thing that Nathaniel Muzzy posted on our uh, Facebook that I thought was really interesting. Uh, Nathaniel Muzzy has been an awesome friend of the cast and has been sending us lots of things. Um, but uh, this was, he posted an article and said, Spider-Man and Punisher have met? Question yeah. mark. They were working really on an cool. independent film in Ireland. Yeah. So Tom Holland and John Bernthal were working on an independent film in Ireland while they were both going through the auditioning process yep. for Marvel. So they apparently made little short films together to send to Marvel to to campaign for themselves, yeah, to campaign for their their respective parts. Yep, that's awesome. That's just totally awesome. Uh, I want to see. I really hope these films come out one day, <laughs> like yeah. on the DVD. I want that to be released somewhere, right? And I uh, I know that John Bernthal did the uh, did the or told about that in the interview, and he said that those are probably uh, guarded like Fort Knox, so we're never going to see those. <laughs> he hopes. He's like, those are audition tapes. Please don't put out my audition tapes. <laughs> Please don't. I don't need that to get out. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously he did a good job. So I'm not saying he did a good, a good yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. But he was wearing like a black t-shirt that he drew with like a white crayon on his shirt. Like it's not a real imposing look. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you don't know. The, the the skull looked like it was smiling. It just it, it didn't. It wasn't as menacing. It was Jack Skellington just kind of <laughs> pasted on. <laughs> Jack Skellington. Yes. 
<laughs> and I, Frank, the Punisher King, <laughs> have grown so tired of these gangland things. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be a musical in season two. I, I would love that. I would love a good musical. <laughs> Most shows that have a musical episode, I enjoy. Okay. Mostly just Buffy. Um, okay. <laughs> so also we have Titus Welliver's Agent Blake is returning to the MCU. That's our familiar face. Yeah. Agent Blake's coming back. Um, this was in the Phantom Muzzy again. He says, I'm happy to see uh, Blake return. Deathlock and Hydra really thinned the ranks of agents who were around before Coulson became the director. These guys who knew him before might give some perspective on how much he's changed. Yeah, they could see how dark he's gotten and be like, Coulson, you are not doing good. He's like, like dude, is that your chest-smashing hand? <laughs> Why do you have a chest-smashing foot? Why does it say chest-smashing on a button on your hand? If that, that's, that's like a mode you switch it into? I don't think that's... I don't think that's good. good. No. By the way, I, I... That should not be the thing. did not really notice it last week. I don't know why, but I did not notice on Ward's chest that he still very clearly has the handprint oh, yeah. on yeah. his chest. I saw... I, I don't know. I, guess I saw I that in, in all of the trailers and stuff. Yeah, I didn't see the hand. I, I don't know why, but that's pretty awesome. I mentioned awesome. it. You don't listen to me. No, I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I don't listen to me either. All right, and that got sad. The th- <laughs> the third and final uh, Nathaniel Muzzy news cl- news clipping here we have. Oh yeah, is uh, apparently Indiana uh, Jones Five announcement happened, and it is slated for the same date. No, it's a week after. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's a week after Marvel's Inhumans. Yeah, a week after it's supposed to release Inhumans, which. We've seen this happen before with other, with other, uh, you know, with BVS and Civil War were originally on the same date. Yeah, but those are those are different studios. Like yeah. this is Disney putting stuff in line with itself. Like that's not something you expect from a studio to kind no. of cannibalize its own money. So uh, yeah, I think that uh, that Inhumans probably will end up moving. Is what the article supposes. Yeah, I'm thinking Inhumans can stand to move back about a month or so. Yeah. But, like, the last Indiana Jones movie wasn't so great. It didn't do too hot. I know I am kind of a Pollyanna, and and I always take the position that certain bad things aren't as bad as you think. But I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I was like, I but. like Indiana Jones 4. What you, okay, let's talk about it. We've, I don't think we've... This, no. Hey, this is something we've never talked about on the cast. This is I don't not think. an Indiana Jones movie we, we, cast. I think we probably have. We have talked about it. Have we? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I thought maybe Aliens we found from some... another dimension. Yeah. It's no. perfect. No. The whole... Okay, listen. The whole point of every Indiana Jones movie, every one of them, he is seeking something out that is a artifact that has a lore behind it and it is and it is it's obviously fake and he's just an archaeologist who's going to find a cup or a, a box and then at the end of the quest it turns out to be real it turns out to be real yeah it's and real so the crystal skull all of it turns out to be real force <laughs> everything <laughs> it's real all of it the ark <laughs> the, the crystal skull the crystal skull all the cup of it. those weird guys who Pull your heart out. 
<laughs> um, it's real, all of it. The Temple of Doom, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I think that. Uh, I, I I don't know. I just don't have nearly the problems that uh, that everybody else has. And yeah, the le- the two things are the the aliens, which I just don't have a problem with. I'm like, fine, that's whatever. It's it sounds like something that would happen in an Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> um, and the refrigerator. Yeah. God, oh God. And here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing about the refrigerator. It's lead lined. It's lead lined, which <laughs> I I laughed out loud when I saw it was lead lined, and people are like. Uh, you know, oh, you can't survive, blah, blah, blah. We don't know how far he was from the blast. But we do see that the refrigerator was flying, hurtling through the yeah. air. He was, yeah. He was in a box. He has survived worse. Oh, my God. He is Indiana Jones. That's like getting the shit kicked out of you by Colossus. Okay, I, w- I will say the one part of that movie that was just straight up dumb. Shia LaBeouf swinging, on the tr- swinging through the trees. That I cannot defend. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf swinging through the trees d- has no place in any movie. Shia LaBeouf has no place in any movie. Disagree. Shia LaBeouf's kind of a great actor, but that movie, uh, this this goes with my. He's whole a thing great about, motivational speaker. That. <laughs> Have you seen Rob Cantor's Shia LaBeouf Live? No. Okay. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about, though. The oh, the song. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I've, I've to, seen part of it. We'll have to watch that a little later. It's okay. My it's my favorite internet video. In the last 15 years. God, wow. <laughs> That's, wow, okay. It's pr- pretty good. Um, okay. So, so. That's all our news, I think. No, I mean, there's set photos from. Right, 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 right. Sorry. Next stuff, or next week. Uh, there we've, we've got set photos from next week's episode of Parting Shot, or Agent, yeah, episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. titled parting shot. Uh, this is looking like this is going to be the episode that sets up the uh, the spinoff series Marvel's Most Wanted. Um, the set photos reveal something interesting about the clothing of one of the characters. Oh, I right, think we right, can right. get into that in the super spoiler section later, though. Okay. Just a little teaser to get people to yeah, listen yeah, yeah. to that. Sounds good, sounds good. <laughs> I like how meta I'm being right now. And then uh, we've got a little bit of a of an episode description of the next week after that, like two weeks from now, episode uh, titled "Watchdogs." Ooh, that is a very interesting title. We can't. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk about it in the normal spoiler section, right? Uh, we, all right. Uh, all right. Let's get into some feedback, my friend. Okay. Uh, on Twitter, we got hit by uh, Kenny. Just Kenny said at MCU Cast at YouTube. That classic Spidey costume, fucking awesome. Believe we already covered how fucking awesome that is. We did, we did, but still appreciate the <laughs> still, still good to appreciate know. the words, Kenny. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jeffrey James hit us on Facebook saying, "Guys, I'm really enjoying your podcast. I get into it when you were, or no, I got into it when you were reviewing Jessica Jones. You have the talk radio gift of making listeners feel as if they're part of the conversation. As I listened to your JJ episodes, I kept expecting you to see the connection between JJ and Veronica Mars. The opening sequences are almost identical." A female rape survivor PI taking photos of cheaters while making negative observations about people in voiceover. Add to this, or add this to the fact that Kristen Ritter got her big break on Veronica Mars and the opening sequence is almost a tribute. I realize this is commenting on something that's now ancient history, but I finally got around to saying something about it. Great show, guys. I will be religiously following your reviews of Daredevil 2. 
Thank you so much, Jeffrey. We really appreciate the kind words. That's... Nice name, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, you, do you get what? I, do you get why I said that? It's because we have the, the same, same name. I get it. phonetically the same first name. <laughs> His well, is spelled much better than mine. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you use a G? You should change it because it's not mine to change. <laughs> oh wait, it, it is, is yours. <laughs> uh, but in answer to your question, Jeffrey, the reason I have never compared. Those two shows is I have never seen Veronica Mars. I have not either. I know it has huge fans. I know that it's... It also has a large fan base. <laughs> That's what I meant oh. by huge fans. I thought you just meant there's some big people that like it. <laughs> I know that a lot of people love, love, love that show. <laughs> and uh, I just never have uh, never have had the pleasure. So it just somehow missed me. I didn't ever even... I don't think I've really ever heard about the show until... After the fact, like after I, it was on, after it was over. I heard about it when uh, Kristen Bell was coming to the second season of um, Heroes. When they were like, Veronica Mars star, Kristen Bell is coming to Heroes. I'm like, the hell is Veronica Mars? Yeah. And it was her, and I'd never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I yeah, I haven't either. So, but those are all really cool points, and that makes me want to watch it. Even though those points aren't necessarily reasons I would watch a show. Uh, yeah, those just sound mean. I like Kristen Ritter. Mean to women. Um, but yeah, yeah, the the the, the sounds like maybe a rough rough show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds um, like a lot of hard things to cover. Like so what? is so is Jessica Jones. But I, I don't mean, know. I'll yeah. have to check it out. It was tough watching Jessica Jones. I think David Tennant made it all better. Oh yeah, David Tennant. Made it so much worse and so much better. Yeah, he was creepy. So good. This was a really creepy show, now that I'm thinking about it. I don't want to ask anybody else to watch Jessica Jones. <laughs> That's not true. I'm going to tell everybody to watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, he was creepy. Anyway, so, uh, next up, Nathaniel Muzzy says to us on Facebook, like he does so many times, any guesses who's in the chamber? Bucky, Cap, and the Winter Soldier are all on the outside of? Scarlet Witch, maybe? So I've been hearing theories going around that this may be Quicksilver in a surprise return. Not sure I believe that, but it's an interesting idea. I also saw people saying Banner, but I really doubt that. I have no idea who's in that case. I thought it was Winter Soldier, until Jeff pointed out Winter Soldier being in the room, uh, as did Nathaniel. Uh, so, I don't know. Who do you think? If you had it's to guess. It's hard to say. It It looks like somebody's sitting in a chair. It does. And... It looks a lot like the tube, I feel like, that Winter Soldier comes out of earlier it, in the It movie. looks like a, a similar tube to that. You know what's got... You know what... Mm, this is a stretch. That scene looks like it's in a wintry place, like a, a cold place, perhaps somewhere that might be refrigerated. Right. There's also someone else that... You're thinking it might be abomination. ...put somebody into the fridge that's coming back in this movie. Yep. So... Yeah, we, we've, we've, we've discussed the fact that Thunderbolt Ross in this movie, abomination could be coming... Uh, as much as they're talking about, we, we also see in the trailers the raft, yeah. which is another shield, classic shield prison or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. that's uh, a lot. I don't know. All of this coming together makes me feel like Abomination would not be a, a an outside possibility. Uh, the thing that makes me feel like the Quicksilver might have credence, though, if Hydra, if that that shot of of Bucky coming out of that chamber, 
is him being either brainwashed or brought back by Hydra again, like he was, it could be they're doing the same thing to Quicksilver, and we're going to get an evil Quicksilver in this movie um, who's been brainwashed by Hydra, a la uh, the Winter Soldier. Of course there are huge problems with that idea, (laughs) (laughs) given the fact that one of the biggest Marvel complaints is they don't kill anyone. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Death doesn't matter. Yeah, death needs to matter. But see that... Like, killing somebody who has a neat power, a new and interesting power, in the movie that you introduce them in, and give them no screen screen time in, is really frustrating. I totally agree. I don't think the Quicksilver death was good. I would not have done it. Uh, they, They could have killed someone and actually had some weight to it, but... They didn't, and I don't think the quick. I think the Quicksilver death, death was a misstep, but bringing him back would probably be a worse misstep, <laughs> um, and it would just further make death not matter in the MCU. So, I don't know, man. I just don't know. Mm. But yeah, no, no clue who's in that. It's a hard question. A hard question. Could it be. could be any of this. It does kind of look like Scarlet Witch. Uh, Nathaniel uh, mentioned that he thought it looked like Scarlet Witch, maybe. It does kind of look like Scarlet Witch to me. I think I, that could be. I think maybe they just took her and stuck her in there. To... We don't know what that chamber does. <laughs> we, we, yeah. We're speculating because we see uh, him come out of it in another part. So it could be that it's a, a Hydra chamber of some sort. It could be something totally different. It, it could be, be part room. of the raft where... They whatever delouse them. No, the the raft is is too clean. Yeah, looking for probably, that. Like it's so. it's nice and and crisp metal. Yeah, like we, it does look like an old facility. Whatever yeah, that thing is. It looks like looks like something up in the Siberian Arctic Circle area. I didn't see that it was cold, but I, I'll take your word for it. I just I'm I'm kind of piecing that together with. The fact that before they got to that in the trailer, like, because this could just be cut differently, but sure. before they got to that, they showed, like, the barren frozen tundra, and then they showed what looked like Russian guards with cold weather gear on that were unlocking the door. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess that door does look like it might be part of the same structure. So, yeah, yeah that's very possible. Hmm. Hard to say. Anyway, moving on. So... Mr. Omer Amalia says to us on Facebook, I gotta say something about the animated eyes on Spidey. I'm thinking they still won't be too expressive, but a little more dynamic. Deadpool had the eyebrows moving and the eyes squinting. Here, it's like it's just focusing in. They did talk about how the eyepiece might work like a camera shutter. I want to get a suit specs and see how everything works. The web shooters, the belt he has on, any chance for a Spidey signal? Also... I know it's a Marvel style of design, but I feel Spidey's suit feels more closely or more close to Cap's design, the lines under the shoulders in particular. The suit is amazing, though. Had major problems with the first uh, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man suit with Garfield. It was all over the place. Peace and love, guys. I did not read that feedback before I made my assumption <laughs> that that was similar to Cap's shoulder. I'm glad we saw the same thing, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I would. I'd love. I'd love to know how everything works too. I think. Uh, I don't know. He just looks like Spider Man to me. It doesn't. Like, <laughs> there's nothing big about it. He's just Spider Man. I don't mind the eyes at all. Some people are complaining about the eyes. I think the eyes. No, are the awesome. eyes are awesome. Yeah, it's a perfect blending of Romita Deco. Well, that. Ah! But it's a perfect <laughs> blending of what we talked about last week with Deadpool having the expressive eyes. Yeah. And 
And keeping it realistic with Stark Tech. Exactly. And, and, and giving it a reason to be there. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, you can't just have Tech being all willy-nilly thrown around, yeah. right? I love the idea. I wonder what, I wonder what, that, what that functionality gives him the ability to do. Like, is he looking, is he zooming in? Is he looking further? Is he looking more clearly at things? Is he focusing? Is he got those weird arachnid eyes that show him like 15 pictures of one thing? <laughs> that doesn't seem as functional, but you know, whatever. He might be able to process it. You don't know. Yeah. You know, he's got them spidey senses. They do tingle. <laughs> So uh, next up, Nathaniel Muzzy says to us on Facebook, someone on Reddit figured out that if you add all the casualties listed in the Civil War trailer, New York, D.C., Sokovia, they equal 274. Avengers number 274 is titled Divided We Fall. That is beautiful. Thank you for that both deep and weird continuity. Um, yeah. That's just a great reference. That is a great reference. It's, it's similar to the bus being 616. Yeah, uh, Shield six one six. Yeah, um, that's great. I love and that. And like, well, it might be coincidental. I doubt it, but it might be coincidental because like in the uh, the trailer or not the trailer in the commercial, the the TV spot during the Super Bowl, there was that one like coordinate location of Banner's lab, and it was like not any. There was a parking lot. Yeah, like specifically just a parking like lot. Like I said, I bet it was some sort of weird geocaching thing, and we all missed it. <laughs> Or it's still sitting there. Yeah. Like, it's still there, and nobody's nobody's thought about it. You just go look. So, next up, Jeffrey James says to us on Facebook, I find myself literally counting the days before the next podcast. It's really become my favorite. I'm doing back issues now. Thank you. Seriously, thank you. I love you, too. Yeah, that that's that I, we got that like midweek, and it uh, it really lifted my spirits. It made me feel really good about the cast, so thank you. I like it when... My phone dings and says, you know, you got somebody posting, like it's the pages manager or whatever, saying somebody posted on your page. I'm like, ah, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> really? Is that how no, you respond to respond all. our listeners? That's <laughs> like, what news story do you think you're scooping me on, you loser? <laughs> but no, no, whenever it dinged up and I, I looked at it, I was like, oh my God, this is the sweetest thing anybody has ever said ever to anybody. That was really nice. Thank you, Jeff. That was nice. Sherman Smith says to us on Facebook, glad that Marvel has shared rights to Spider-Man, but Sony has already made one great Spider-Man movie, Tobey Mag- Toby Maguire's Spider-Man 2. I do love that movie. It was a good movie. I, I don't fault uh, Sony for their, 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 their Spider-Man movies. They're good. I just want them back in the MCU. Yeah, I just wanted them to be able to interact with all these other characters that we love and bring all of his rich tapestry of villains and the rich world that Spider-Man brings with him over to... You know, I was thinking about this. I was thinking specifically about the Tobey Maguire one today while I was walking out of the office to my car. And the thought that I had was when you got Spider-Man, or well... You have Tobey Maguire calling himself the human spider in the wrestling ring with Bonesaw. When you've got... You scared me. Sorry. When you've got... <laughs> he yelled into the microphone and really frightened me. <laughs> when he goes... In the first movie, when he goes into the into the wrestling ring to make some money... With Bonesaw. So with Bonesaw. No, stop it. I know. It's what he does. Anyway, when he goes to the wrestling match to get money so that he can buy a car, so that he can impress a girl, right? 
those are all just incredibly high school things to do. Yeah, that's for sure. That's so high school boy to think about. Mm-hmm. If we had had more of that kind of decision making and more of that kind of like interaction and outlook on the world for longer, I think that those movies would have done so much better than they had been, and they would have been so much different, but they would have felt more like Spider-Man from comics that we had for so long. Yeah. And instead, he just immediately graduated in the first movie. Yeah. Um, both times. Yeah, both times. I, I, I like... I have a, I have a, I have a, a, a strong affection for the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Yeah, they were really um, good. And, and, and I, 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 I never could get into the Andrew Garfield ones. Not because they're not quality... Just because it just felt like they were retreading so much of the ground. Yeah, it was too soon for a reboot. It was too soon for a reboot. Eh, they could have done the the Batman thing where you just change actors, you know. Yeah. and I would have been more <laughs> happy with it. But I think it, it, Sony was caught up with this whole "we got to make them young and hip and whatever." And I just think they should have. Spider Man Three was just so not good. Just yeah, so many people didn't like it. A lot of people didn't like it. I yeah, I don't. I, I can't really defend it super much. I I've only seen Spider Man three once, and and then and I didn't hate it. And it was kind of before I was really too acclimated to the internet, so it was years till I like really heard how everyone just panned it so hard. <laughs> and I was like, huh, maybe that was bad. Um, I don't really remember it being like the thing was it didn't it didn't resonate with me. It was a, it wasn't a good it wasn't a great movie by far. The thing that I remembered most about it is that it was really really bad up until the final fight and that final fight with Spidey riding on the hoverboard right was the best fight scene I'd ever seen. Yeah. Ever. I think all five Spider-Man movies have really great fight scenes. Yeah, the the fighting, the choreography um, and all of them pretty are good except the first one. really good. The first one they look a little silly. Well, it's because they have Power Rangers suits on. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> and I think that's a big thing. I think I think the eyes are going to help with that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. It's going to make him seem more human. Yeah. I mean, they've already, they had already kind of fixed that by Spider-Man 2 does not feel that way. Even one of the best fight sequences for me in any of those movies is the Doc Ock fight scene that happens in the middle of the movie in Spider-Man 2, uh, and they're fighting on the side of the building, and Doc Ock is, like, throwing... Oh, yeah! Throwing uh, huge portions of the building down at Spider-Man, yes. and Spider-Man's dodging, 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 and then he gets hit, and then... Oh, man. And so he's good. having that whole, like, fall and save go like yeah. aspect going... Oh, man. That was good. That was real good. That was... Oh. Some really, really good fight sequences in those movies. Um, and I'm, I, even at the beginning of Spider-Man 3... That f- the kind of fight chase scene between him and Goblin, where they're going in mm. and out of the alleyway, was and really he lost, fun. Has he lost his powers though? They kind of oh, did he? I see. I don't even remember that. Like he he fell because his powers just decided to give up on him. See, I don't. I don't. I, I was, honestly don't even that remember was that. Dumb. I didn't like that. Interesting. I, I I do need to rewatch it. It's been a long time. All right. Next up, um, Brooke Lester says to us on or. I guess linked to us, retweeted with us, shared with us on Twitter, uh, saying "heads up MCU cast." I liked I liked a this post a lot. from Mike Drucker that says Marvel movies say, "What if superheroes had to face the consequences of their actions?" And DC movies say, "Okay, but what if they shopped at Hot Topic?" <laughs> Just to you know, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We have to include at least one DC slam per episode. So that was our. <laughs> um, what if DC? What if superheroes sharp to top hot topic? Uh, 
All right, so Snake at Jay Greenwalls on uh, Twitter says to us, uh, DC on they included yeah, they included the DC on Screen podcast saying any reports or getting any reports of poor streaming from Blog Talk. I've been having to download episodes directly due to poor streaming. Um, I you were the first to tell me about this, but I wouldn't be surprised. We've been having a little bit of problems with Blog Talk because they're redoing their whole system, so they're putting a bunch of new features in beta and stuff. So yeah. If other people are having a lot of these problems, uh, you may not be hearing this. Uh, but if other <laughs> if other people are having this problem, please let us know because we definitely um, want to keep. The we want to make this as easy as possible on you guys. Uh, as uh, yeah, coming to everybody. Um, we haven't had a big drop in numbers, so it may just be a problem. On... We actually had a spike in numbers this week. Oh, did we? Yeah, great. It was nice. Um, so we may we we um, it may just be yours, Snake. Uh, but. Uh, it may still be something on your end, but if other people are having the same problem, please write to us on Facebook or Twitter or let us know. It might be a spike of people having to re-download the episode. <laughs> yeah, we had so a spike bad. this week. Why, why? Everyone downloaded it four times because it kept failing. <laughs> Technical uh, difficulties just yeah, kind of so happened. We're uh, we're in the middle of some shifting around and with the blog talk people and trying to figure out that stuff. So uh, let us know if you're having problems because we do want to make it easy on you guys. All right, Brandon says to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, maybe I'm late on this, but it looks like the actor that plays Sousa is one of the NYPD officers in Agent, or in uh, Avengers 1. Seen this before? You are late on this, Brandon. Our theory is that, and we've discussed it on the cast before, but... He's a Time Lord. He, yeah, he's a Time Lord. No, uh, <laughs> that uh, Sousa, who is obviously a law enforcement officer in the uh, 1940s, uh, will will birth a son, and later generations will continue to be law enforcement officers, and uh, that is his like great great grandson. <laughs> That's my theory, anyway. Maybe just grandson. Yeah, it probably wouldn't take that many. Yeah, it's not like it's not that many. Generations. It's not like a lineage <laughs> of Sousa. Sousalage. I don't know. That was like a Jeff quality pun. Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't even a pun. So yeah, I'll agree. It's Jeff quality. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just agree with me. <laughs> David Thomas says to us, Hey guys, new to listening to you guys on Stitcher, so I'm not sure if you have covered this before, but do you have a recommended viewing order for all the Marvel items? Movies, TV series, Netflix, even the and even the shorts. I've been considering sitting down and watching them all in timeline order before Civil War comes out. I've seen all the movies, Netflix series, and Agent Carter. I've yet to see any of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series. Thank you. Um... If I were you, I would watch them in release order. If you've never seen them before particularly. And if you're going to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., this is very important. You have to watch the first, I believe it's 16 episodes then uh, of, of season one. Then watch uh, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. And then watch the last four episodes of the season. There's a really cool way they tile that, that together. Yeah, the episode that you would pick back up on is Turn, Turn, Turn. Yes. That's episode 17 of season one. Yeah, so uh, it, it, to answer your question as simply as possible, it may not be super simple, but just watching them in release order is what I recommend. All of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. shows actually tie in to... Uh, all the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. seasons tie into the movies that came out during them, like yep. with the actual episode falling. And some of them are important tie-ins, and some of them are uh, very, throw, very throwaway tie-ins. But if you really want the best experience, watching them in uh, that order is best. But 
if you're just looking for something fun, there is a link uh, we will throw up to somebody worked out the exact chronological order of the MCU. I have a buddy who is watching it this way, and it's interesting because there's like all these ancient things that happen. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. the very first thing that happens, the beginning of the Thor movie, or the, the Thor, Thor two, the Dark World, because that's even older. Like the Boar fight with the Dark Elves, right? So you have to watch the beginning of Thor two, <laughs> then the beginning of Thor one. Yep, and then you jump forward to like nineteen forties Germany, Captain America, and, and and it's it's really it's kind of fun. It's it's not and you pause it like right after he goes into the ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you have to watch Iron Man and then you have to so like it's super it's kind of a fun thing to do uh not really a recommended way of viewing it the first time I I saw there was one there was at one point there was a, a video on YouTube this was before uh I think it was before the Avengers came out but it was a super cut of everything that had happened in the MCU up to a certain point cut in chronological order so instead of like taking out DVDs or like stopping a playlist you just or whatever. Watch it. You just watch it and they've cut everything together. I really wish there was a way. Terrible thing. I really wish there was a way. Yeah. I've, I have actually seen that before, but now I think they've taken it down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really wish there was a way that Marvel could allow you to do that on YouTube and like take a cut, whatever. But like, I would love to be able to organize my, uh, say you owned all of the, um, digital copies and there was just some program that would run it all in chronological order for you. Like it'd oh, be God. super fun. That would be silly. Um super fun. Uh okay. We have a voicemail. Oh actually. we do. We do. So I don't understand all the talk about how it was racist to cast a white person to play a white character in Iron Fist. To me it seems far more racist for somebody to see that there's a martial arts character and say, oh, well, martial arts, well, that's Asians. Asians, you got to play, uh, got to get an Asian to play a martial artist. That seems far more racist to me. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I definitely see his point. Uh, I don't think he left his name. Uh, but I think that was Mike at Grand Junction. Oh, that's right. That's, that was Mike. I just I see that out in the email. Um, well, thank you, Mike. Uh, I would say that the reason people are calling it racist. To give insight, not to agree, uh, to agree with them, is not that it is a racist it is racist casting, but that I think most the of the outcry is, is that the, they, people are saying that the comic itself is racist, and that they were hoping they would cast a an Asian character because it would right some of the wrongs done in the comic book. And what they're getting at is that in the comic book, it's basically about a white man who, through whatever means, ends up in the East. And co-ops Asian an Asian culture, and comes back with like his this Eastern magic or whatever. Which the I same, get. The it was written in the seventies. Doctor Strange, though. Uh, yes, or Batman. Like it's it's yeah, a it's Batman an begins. it's an old story. Like, and and that's that's kind I, of what people are getting at I when think, they. I think the trope is called Mighty Whitey. The reason I think that Iron Fist, um leaves more of a racist taste in people's mouths is just because he looks more, his outfits and his accoutrement that go with his character look a little more stereotypically Asian, uh, in nature. Like I, when I, when I see Dr. Strange or when I see Batman's outfits and their, 
their tropes and their costumes. I don't think Asian, even though they both have that same sort of storyline of, of going to the East and learning yeah, the... Seeking myself and yeah. learning their ways. And, and it's, it's just kind of a... Uh, I mean, so, so, so I don't agree that it's racist, but I think that's what they're getting at. Yeah. I don't think they're getting at that it's just racist to cast... I don't think the casting is racist. I think they're saying the character, the character trope is racist, and that if instead of having a white guy do it, why don't you just have an Asian guy do it? Because I think you were telling me the story of, of Iron Fist, and it sounds like, well, he's he's raised in that area. He's raised in that area, and it, well, and that's the thing. He's raised in that area, and why don't you just make it an Asian character that was raised in that area and that came over and he was no, the power then, of blah blah blah. No, that that breaks the whole story of him coming back to his family fortune in New York. Ah, see, see, I don't know anything about this character. Um, he's he's a billionaire playboy philanthropist. Oh, nice! I yeah. love those. <laughs> um, those are my favorite. So, so, so my my point is, I, I I see where people are coming from. I don't agree that it's racist, but I see where I see why they're. The, the, it's not just the casting; it's the character. Yeah, and it, it's it's just the history of it. Like, for instance, the Iron Fist comic and the the Power Man or Luke Cage comics they first came out in the around the same time in seventies eighties era where there was black exploitation and um, kung fu films, and they were using both of those really big. Um, I guess really big themes categories, categories to, to just make comics and kind of base it on those movies. So, you know, you had these two characters that were just really genre films turned into move or turned turn into comics that sold well and, and, and that became might, interesting characters later that might seem insensitive now. But the thing is, they're yeah. not going to do it that way. They're not going to yeah. be insensitive. He may not look the way he does. He may not you know, be I the would, same character. I would really appreciate it if they went with the uh, the Living Weapon series, where he's just one of, I think it's eight Living Weapons, where like he's the Iron Fist, and there's you know all yeah. these other Living Weapons, they have a tournament or whatever. Um, they're just, th- there was a really, really great run on Iron Man, or wow, on Iron, Iron Fist, Fist yeah. Iron Fist Man, and <laughs> Fist f- Fisting Man is a whole different thing. Is it? No, I'm just joking. Is that a superhero? Is that similar I to mean, Orgasmo? <laughs> Cock Rocket. I've never seen that movie. It's bad. It's so bad. I'm sure. Anyway, so let's move on. That got awkward. We got an email, right? We did from uh, Joshua Carr. This is a long one, so we're going to break it down paragraph by paragraph. Uh, Greetings, Matt and Jeff. Long-time listener, first-time writer. On the past couple of casts, you have speculated about whether the Fantastic Four might fit, or where the Fantastic Four might fit in the MCU. I don't have an easy answer for that. But a while back, you had also talked about fans mentally casting roles. That I do have some thoughts about. When Marvel gets the rights back to the Fantastic Four, which I do think is a matter of when, not if, here is what I would like to see. Alice Eve was born to play Sue Storm. I don't even think I need to elaborate. I I would prefer some elaboration because I don't know who Alice Eve is. I'm, <laughs> like offhand. I'm not that aware of Alice Eve. Uh, I looked her up and she is the, uh, I believe she plays, she plays Carol in the new Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it just that she's hot? Is that um, is she that is why? a very attractive woman? Uh, she, I could see she does look like a Sue Storm, so I could definitely see the look being correct. But I am not super familiar with her acting, so I can't really say 
that I think she's the perfect Sue Storm, but she is uh she's definitely looks the part. She she's definitely an attractive blonde lady. So who else did he fan cast? Next, while I'm not the biggest Seth Rogen fan in the world, I do think he would bring a lot of the qualities to Ben Grimm that I associate from the comics. Plus, with the thing being one of Marvel's more tragic characters, I think you need a comedic actor, as you want the audience to sympathize with but not pity him. Plus, he's got the voice down pat. If not Rogen, maybe someone like Rob Riggle. Um, Rob Riggle's cool, but I think Seth Rogen's actually a pretty inspired casting for that. Um, I think that... Uh, it would not be taken seriously, and it'd probably be met with a lot of uh, derision from the fans. Like Bradley Cooper was for Rocket? Was he? I didn't really believe in him at first. I was like, I thought that Rocket had a Cockney accent. Like, is oh, is he going right. to do that? I was just going to say, there's and a lot more is fans. Is he really okay with that? There's a lot more fans of the thing than there are of of Rocket. I don't, I don't think there was a huge outcry uh, against... Um, even though even though he may not have been a perfect choice to fit the comic book, it was a great choice. Oh yeah, he was a great choice. Um, I just think that Seth Rogen has such a, uh, you know, he's a silly actor in most things, not yeah. everything. Fifty uh, Fifty is such an intense. Movie. I actually I have not seen Fifty oh, Fifty. I wanted to. I, I never got around to it. Realized that I project a supremely manly persona on this podcast. You know, just like a, a man's man, a guy's guy, like just all steel and grit, you know? But yeah, totally. that movie, absolutely, I wept. And I am not even like... Like a little bitch. I wept through the <laughs> entire movie. Like, And I don't even mean a little bit. I don't mean like, that movie just got me, man. It's, it's about... A, it's, you, know what it's, you know what it's about at all? A uh, guy with... Our guy that gets cancer, yeah, fifty-fifty shot of living, fifty-fifty shot of living. That's right. the his like di- prognosis. And or I, like he shaves his head. Yeah, and and uh, Seth Rogen's just his best friend. Ah. And the movie is just there's something about the movie. It's it's that like most cancer movies are about a family man or a child or a mom or it was something so much bleaker because he was alone. He's like a single guy in his thirties with cancer. Damn, and it's just like. He made it too real. Oh gosh, I just started like, if I had cancer, and he has well, he has a girlfriend in the movie, but it's like not that serious, and so it just like how ah, it was just like, how serious is she? Oh man, is she gonna stick around when she finds out that I have cancer? Yeah, that kind of a thing, but it wasn't so on the nose. It was just a really, really good movie. It was just it covered cancer from a perspective that I just you don't see often. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and you just don't see that many movies about a 30, 30 year old single guy going through tragedy, you know, it just, yeah. And I was like 30 at the time. It just made me feel very connected well, with that movie. That's not like the American thing. You know, you, when you're in your thirties, you got to be married with yeah, children, especially in the South. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm an old spinster at this point. <laughs> All right. Hooligan. <laughs> so what's his next fan casting for the Fantastic Four? Next one is, he said, Reed Richards was a bit tougher, but I'm quite proud of what I've come up with. For a while, I thought Timothy Oliphant might be a good fit, but I've, he never seemed just right. The problem is that he is too dashing. 
That's the trick with Richards. To find a physical match to look fra- like from the comics, it's a leading man type, and that would be the way to go. But despite his luck with Sue, Reed really isn't a ladies' man. He's awkward, distracted, and puts duty ahead of relationships. He's basically an adult Peter Parker. And since he's an adult Peter Parker, why not have him played by an adult Peter Parker? Were it not for Tobey Maguire's performance in the Raimi Spider-Man films, I doubt we would have an MCU today. For him to not have a spot in the MCU is a travesty, and what better way to rectify that than to give him a seat at the table as the head of Marvel's first family? That is interesting casting. I don't see, definitely physically, I don't see him as um, as Reed, but I don't know. Toby's a good actor. He could probably pull it off. And I do like the idea of having someone sort of not leading man material, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Toby McGuire just, meh. Ah, grumble. Anyway, he said, and if one Spider-Man can be brought back, why not two? Bleach Andrew Garfield's hair blonde, crank the cockiness up to 11, and you have what I would consider to be the perfect Johnny Storm. With he and Eve playing siblings, they could even keep their British accents if they so chose. Yeah. I like those. I like those. Uh, I could definitely see. I liked his his performance as Spider-Man. It's so animated, and I can see that as and as a really good... Um, that could translate well to Johnny, Johnny Storm. Storm. Johnny Storm's always, to me, had just a really, I don't know, precocious... Flashy. Precocious, flashy fellow. Yeah. So I, I think that... I uh, really, honestly, I, I really like Chris Evans as Johnny Storm when sure. he did that. Yeah. That was really great. It's not as great as what he's doing now. Yeah. By didn't any have, stretch. Those movies weren't bad. They just didn't have... And they, and they weren't that far off from what they needed to be character-wise, but they just weren't... They didn't have the heart. Those movies didn't have the heart that yeah. the MCU has. So if, if they're going to bring them in, I think they would do a better job with that. And uh, let's move on. Uh, we, you had to cut that one down a little bit because uh, it was a kind of long long read, but those were his four fan castings. Thank you, Joshua. Um, and uh, we, may, we may get our wishes yet. We may get the uh, Fantastic Four back. Um, so I think that's all of our feedback, the general kind of – Feedback. Let's get into this episode pretty soon. Um, we're going to be talking about in a few minutes the uh, episode uh, twelve of season three of Agents of Shield, the Inside Man, and uh, that will be right after these words from your sponsor, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. <laughs> we sponsor ourselves. We're sponsoring ourselves tonight. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. Uh, If you'd like to find out more about us, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, and if you want to call us, which is my favorite way of getting in touch with us, uh, call us and defend racism. I'm just I'm just joking. (laughs) Just joking, Mike. You weren't defending racism. There was no racism to be defended. Um, <laughs> call us. Leave us a voicemail so we can play it on the show at 573-CAST-MCU. That's 573-CAST-MCU. All right. And so we're going to get into the spoiler section. In th- so, so spoiler alert right now in three, two, one. Ward is a death god with a circle of bodies. Yeah, that was real dark. That was so dark. There were bloody skeletons oh, around him. Oh, oh. And he was covered in goo? Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. I didn't like it. And he doesn't have the handprint anymore? I don't know what chest. Go- oh, did he not? I he didn't, didn't notice that. Oh. Or it didn't look like he did. Interesting. 
Okay, maybe he was healing his body. Yeah, he he got back to being buff and and fit and not nice. really. I I uh, I didn't really see. I guess I just didn't see. I, I was too distracted by the gore all around him. <laughs> I was like, was "What is going on?" Ah, there was like, a, there was cocooned a bit... himself in human bodies and then came out. <laughs> there was oh. screaming. There was a bit of uh, of uh, more adult themes in this episode with the whole like the bodies in a circle, like bloody skeletons, him being covered in goo. Then there was a uh, sky took her shirt off out of nowhere, and I mean that was awesome. Yeah. I, Go, okay, yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad when you <laughs> turned it down, but no. Like, oh. uh, it was just, it was it was a little more adult than we'd normally get on, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She just took her shirt off, the door was still open? Like, Yeah, that was a little strange. It's like, what are you doing, Sky? You're normally so discreet. Just, I, I don't know. I guess we don't, see, we don't normally see her in these situations very often, so. Yeah, she hasn't so, been around Lincoln very long. Yeah. Would you be able to hold back? Uh, but around he Lincoln? has such an know. electrifying personality. Let's talk about their new nickname, Shake and Bake. Shake that's and Bake, great. that's so good. I liked that a it's lot. The best nicknames for them. I think that was part of our feedback this week, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think somebody said something about that. That was pretty great. Ah, yeah, Nathaniel Buzzy said, I'm not huge on cute nicknames for couples, but Shake and Bake for Daisy and Lincoln is pretty good. <laughs> Have we to also agree. Dre Thompson said, uh, we could be... We could be binge watching a show? Question mark. That's uh, that's what they said on the thing. Uh, and he said, "Come on, Lincoln, just tell her to Netflix and chill." Yeah, yeah. You Netflix and chilled with uh, with Charles. That's right. During Jessica that's, Jones. That's right. We did. We Netflixed and chilled. <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> it was our first I, time chilling together. I remember. And we Netflixed a lot. <laughs> I remember how you were like, what? What connotation does that have? Why are you guys laughing? <laughs> so we got a bit of feedback about uh, last week's episode. Uh, Joe Sanders on Facebook hit us said, uh, didn't catch the thing about Yo-Yo's heartbeat. Why is her name Yo-Yo and not Pulse or something? Hire me, Marvel! <laughs> I think her name is Yo-Yo because it's her name in the comics. And they have she the same character. gets pulled back to where she started from. That's right. Oh, yeah. And Mac even they... said, like a Yo-Yo. Yeah. They did say that. I didn't feel like they clarified it as much. I don't know. If I was watching this episode and we hadn't discussed Yo-Yo Rodriguez before we watched the episode, I don't know that that would have been my takeaway. My takeaway would have been what Joe's takeaway was, that she moves as fast as she can until her heartbeat. But then she gets pulled back. You know, it's like the sling, slingshot Yo-Yo, whatever. Yeah. Well, Yo-Yo is her, like, street nickname. Her hero name in the comics, at least, is uh, Slingshot. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow. I came up with that. Hire me, Marvel. <laughs> um, Why? You're having ideas that they already had. Yeah, I'm just saying I have the same sorts of ideas that you already are having. It sounded better in my head. Let's move on. <laughs> so uh, uh, while, that, uh, while we didn't see Yo-Yo in this episode, that does bring up a thing. They're pulling in characters randomly from the, um, well, not randomly, pulling in characters from the Secret Warriors comic, and they had one of those characters mentioned on tonight's episode. Are you talking about the Australia? The Australian. Yeah, Yeah. again, Nathaniel Muzzy posted, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that the Inhuman being held in Australia was Eden, an Aboriginal teleporter 
from the Secret Warriors. So you're thinking that's well, yeah. That the one? the name on the on the paper that she was or that uh, was being held that Mockingbird was holding uh, said Eden Thezzy, which is oh neat. So so they did they did actually give it the is name actually tonight. yeah. It's the it's the guy. Um, he's that Aboriginal teleporter, the same guy. Uh, his his alias is Manifold. Man, that's so cool. I am not a big comic reader, as I've made clear many times, but. Uh, it, man, I can only imagine if I was a huge fan of all these characters in the comics, and now I'm hearing oh, dude. Them, hearing them dropped and mentioned, flipping out, yeah, constantly. It's awesome, constantly, and, awesome, awesome. Uh, just all of it, all of it's such a great thing that they're doing. Anyway, so more Shield related feedback, right? <clears throat> Matthew Ryan Cronin says to us on Facebook. There were a lot of letters in that. Add more Marvel's most wanted foreshadowing slash bullshit. Boo, you're better than that. Glad it's back. Upset with corny spinoff looming episode. <laughs> I did not feel this way. I, I definitely, like, I know that the spinoff is coming, and I see that there are, like, elements of They're Hunter. setting the board for it. Yeah. But it, this episode, I wouldn't have even really felt like Bobby and Hunter were a focus of this episode. They were just, they were doing what they've always done, in my opinion. But uh, it's it's funny that Matthew saw it like as... Yeah, I, I wonder how much of that is us knowing that that's coming. Yeah. And how much of that is actually them doing that so much. Because I am definitely looking for... Yeah, we're looking for What's going to happen. And uh, given... Um, was it is it from the the picture we see we saw in some uh the set photos the set photos um I don't know if we want to talk <clears> about that week. now or is that from ne- next week that's from the, next week's episode there's a there's a set photo going around of Adrian it's a Palenki bunch of them wearing a very similar sort of russian looking overcoat and hat and hat um that is very similar to the ones being worn in the Civil War trailer when they're going to whatever facility uh, looks like Bucky was being held or, or something. Yeah, I, I don't the know. guys that were unlocking the door. The guys that were unlocking the door are wearing a very similar outfit, which makes me think maybe whatever they're going to do that causes them to go into hiding and be most wanted might be tied to that Civil War stuff, which would be kind of cool. It's a bit early for that, though. It is a bit early. It is a bit early. I don't know. Not that much. We're like a little over a month away. 50 days. 50 days, you say? Yep, five zero. You shut your mouth. I can't. <laughs> you pay me to talk. <laughs> I well, Did we discuss payments? <laughs> you get paid? <laughs> <laughs> By me? <laughs> How is this happening? Uh, you don't know about it, but I'm taking all of your money. <laughs> you gave me all of your tax information. There's a few things from coming episodes, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but I, I feel like it is fair to mention the name of an episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, this isn't huge spoilers, but it is the name of an upcoming episode. Um, Watch Dogs. Is, yeah, Watch Dogs is the name of an upcoming episode, and they she mentioned, mentioned yeah, um, the Watch Dogs be, and, and described what Daisy they are. mentioned. They're after destroying the humans. Uh, they want to destroy the race completely. Yeah. Um, and and it sounds so that's that's directly out of the comic books. There's like a right wing group. Yeah. There's super right wing, very Donald Trumpy, <laughs> make America great again oh, kind I would, of. I would love it if they made like a Donald oh, Trump reference. It's they're probably going to make some sort of political jab. 
That'd be a lot of fun. I mean, that's that's the thing about Marvel. It's it's with these small things like this. It's always been that kind of like right outside your window kind of thing that makes you believe that these things are happening in our world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'd, I would love to see that. Just just if they like did like political rally type stuff and they had like a charismatic. <laughs> there are set I guess, photos. I guess there are set photos from that episode, and they look like a paramilitary kind of organization. Like they got the yeah. fatigues and guns and whatnot. Cool. That's what they look like in the comics. So yeah, uh, that's awesome. I yeah, I, I, was, I was when she mentioned that I was like, that has got to be from the comics. I don't know the Watch Dogs, but as soon as she mentioned them, I was like, that is from the comics, without a doubt. <laughs> has to be. And then I heard that the two episodes from now is called Watch Dogs. I was like, oh, they're yep. going there. That's cool. <laughs> That's fun. That's they're a work, thing. They're using this episode to world build. I mean, we got so much from this episode because we got this world summit. So we got a little bit of what's happening in every country that's in this summit. Uh, just really exciting stuff. I think it was a symposium. Mm. Did you think that uh, Talbot was Hydra? No. I did. I totally was like, what? Mind blown. Oh, like when the when that first twist happened. Yes. I was, I was very shocked that he had said, you know, or whenever he betrayed Coulson like that, I was like, oh, no, he's just doing this whole, like, personal thing. And then Gideon Malik comes in and is like, what? Yeah. Like, he's, he, oh, he's, he's taking out that personal vendetta that he's had against Coulson this yeah, whole time. Like, this is a real dick move, Talbot. Come on. You're better than this. Like, grow yeah. up. And then... And then Gideon Malik walks in. And I was like, oh, my holds gosh. on. <laughs> and then, like, just the whole thing about his son. And, like, they set that up from the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I liked the I liked the glove maker in this episode. That was neat. That was fun. It was nice little like Mission Impossible style toy. Yeah, which is always fun. Yeah, um, I like that we got Crusher Creel back. Oh yeah, and it was kind of I it was a it was a nice little twist to have Did him he be on the side of good a little bit before. No, yeah, in the other yes, episode? yes, and I am happy to comply. Right, and he mentioned he was so brainwashed. He never really spoke. He much. didn't speak a lot. Uh. I was surprised. His voice didn't sound like his voice to me, and I don't know why. Because he looks like he's some big, imposing, like, Luke Cage, deep kind of talking yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, and he kind of spoke, and I was like, oh, uh, he's well, not as he's imposing a sounding. Dude. Yeah, he's kind of a regular dude. Um, but yeah, I liked I liked him coming back. Um, it's kind of crazy to think, spoiler alert for Daredevil, that this is the guy that also killed or uh, or beat or got beat, right? Got beat. Got yeah. beat by Matt Mur- Matt Murdock's father. Battling Jack Murdock. Yeah. Uh fought fought Jack Murdock. I think I just love that continuity. Love it. Yeah. Um and the fact that he's back makes it all the all the cooler. Well, if you remember, like he always relied on his uh steel fists rather than skill to win his boxing matches. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's why he lost. Mm. And like he very much relied on his powers in this one. I mean it made sense. He had to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't want to die. <laughs> I, I like his powers a lot. I don't understand his powers fully because is it just whatever he touches, he becomes? He takes on the properties of whatever he touches. Um, without control, apparently. That's what it looked like. He, because... has, he has better control than that. It was odd that he got hit in the back of the head and, it... and immediately took on the properties of the steel. Yeah. Like, it was weird that that happened. I thought so, too. I thought so too. I thought he. I thought he had better. Yeah, there were a couple of a uh, couple of odd missteps in this episode. That was one of them. Um, the weird conversation between uh, Bobby or not Bobby uh, between May and Hunter. 
Like, I thought they were cool, but then they're not. Oh, I didn't. She's mad at him. I didn't think that was uh, abnormal. It, it just felt it just out seemed of place. like normal May to me. Well, no, it's, no it seemed we're like not she friends. Just jumped straight to like mad defensive. Like it was weird to me. I don't think I I, I, I didn't see that. I just saw her. She said we're not friends, uh, but I thought that was just her being May. Like, <laughs> no, we're not friends. No, they they've had so many times. They've so many episodes where they've like built her up to be this like mama bear. Uh, to Daisy at least. I don't know that. I, I mean, she's 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 protector of everyone. She she wants to protect everyone, save lives, all of that. She would protect Hunter in a second, I think. But she doesn't consider them friends, which I thought was interesting. I thought that was kind of cool, and I I loved later in the episode when uh when uh when when, when Bobby, he gives her a gun. Bobby says, "I love you." I love you, and. <laughs> And May says, I hate you a little less. <laughs> so like, good. I can understand why she would still be mad over the Andrew thing. Yeah, me too. Because that's a huge deal. That was some bullshit, Hunter. That was some bullshit. <laughs> that was a straight up dick move. We mentioned that. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. Maybe I just, maybe it's that this is like two episodes back from that coming back and it's been several months since I've had that right. hatred. I just don't it think just that, wasn't it wasn't in the forefront of my mind. There's no reason to think May would like Hunter. That's fair. May is all about duty and helping people and Hunter's being a like, badass. Get me paid. She is the Calvary. And, and you know uh and Phil joined. Last week Phil joined the Calvary, which I just oh man, that was so good. That was a good line. That was a great line. Um <clears throat> and she She's the Calvary. That's who she is. She is the person who will do anything to, for the greater good. The greater good. Hunter is a mercenary who just recently sort of converted for a girl. Uh, not completely for a girl. Uh, but, but it was for a girl. It seems like that's why he stuck around. He wanted to be there to, to take down the people who killed his friends. And then he got there and he ended up working with Bobby and kind of stuck around for her, it seemed. <laughs> Um, and so that's, you know, I can see why May would not respect him or really care for him at all. I guess our last little bit of feedback here. Uh, Dre Thompson says to us on Facebook, not sure how I feel about Hive's power. I thought Iron Chef and Mandusa would be more part of a hive mind. They kind of came off as glorified henchmen. I completely agree with this. I don't understand what, I don't understand what Hive's power is. Um, It's the swarm. Yeah, but I just don't. He he sends out things. Sometimes he cooks everybody and lays in the gravy. <laughs> and sometimes, <laughs> if they're in humans, <laughs> he just flops around in the gravy, <laughs> wallowing like a hog in mud. Oh, it's gross. Um, <laughs> Nathaniel Muzzy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Because he's a farmer? Yes. That is is the trope I'm going with, is that farmers of any sort deal with farms of every sort. (laughs) I gotcha. Similar to how scientists of any sort are scientists of every sort. I gotcha, yeah. Um, Well, uh, so Hive sends out his swarm skin stuff to... It looks like it comes off of his skin. It looks like his skin comes off. Yeah. Because you can almost see bone. In like a mist form. Yeah, and it surrounds in humans, and then... he, What he said is he said, I'm going to make you believe, and then he shoots it at Iron Chef. Um, And then he does that again to this guy who is not wanting to comply. What are you? 
Is is he just like? And he goes, "What are we?" Is he punishing them? Is he well, making? He said the, he can't feed on his own kind. I thought he was based on the "What are we?" line. I thought he was making them part of himself. Yeah. He is called Hive after all. But the the other the two Inhumans that are in his little base here, kind of protecting him, looked scared of him. They did not appear to be like part of him, which is what I thought. Where I thought we were going was like he's like, you know, controlling the minds slash yeah. brain. Mind. Yeah, hive mind. That's what I thought we were going with. But it, he was assimilating them. But it is doesn't. What you thought doesn't seem that way. So yeah. I just don't know. I'm not sure. I just do not know. It seems. I don't know. It's at at times it seems like the hive that we're getting in the show is similar. Like, very similar to the comic book hive, but then again, it's not very similar to the comic book hive. Yeah. It's just, they keep going back and forth. It's kind of odd. The shot from the beginning of the episode of the worm entering... The tentacle, it looked like. Yeah, like the tentacle worm thing, like, flying at Grant Ward's face. It looked like, I don't know, it was weird. That was a weird shot, and it, it, it that looked most like what I've seen from the comic book hive. Yeah. The tentacle form of... Whatever, but uh, yeah, just strange. Yeah. strange. I don't understand the highest power. I really like in my genre fiction for the rules to be somewhat established. It's one thing if it's a mystery. It's another thing if I've been watching a character assim, I guess assimilate characters for three three episodes, and I don't know what that what that means or does. Um, Two episodes, right? Right. Yeah, that just happened at the end of the last episode. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but. It's just strange, strange stuff. Well, I mean, when I, it might three episodes if you count the episode where Hive assimilated Ward. <laughs> no, he be, he took over Ward's body. He didn't assimilate because Ward's not inhuman. Whatever, whatever, sir. He took over. He's take. He's doing something to these people, and I still don't know what it is. <laughs> and I just and I don't like it. Seems to be different rules for inhumans and humans and gravy, and I just don't know. <laughs> There's gravy involved. I just don't know. It seems like the writers just really don't like Brett Dalton because they just keep putting him into like terrible makeup. They crush his chest. They cover him in goo. Yeah, that was a weird. It's it's a weird. It's a weird job he's got. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, they keep coming back to him for, like, getting new and interesting ideas and... and, and sure, yeah. The character just keeps transforming. And then that has kept him very interesting. I, I've, yeah. I, every season I like Grant Ward, and I think I'm getting tired of him, and then they change him up completely. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering, now that Hive uh, went through the uh, gravy cocoon process... <laughs> Gravy it, restoration. Did he... Gravy heals me. Bring Ward's body back from death, maybe? I doubt it. He said he could only inhabit the dead. Yeah. So I guess he's still dead. The host must be dead. But that's the way they finally defeat Hive, is they just have to bring... Uh, they bring him back to life. Bring him GH-225. back to life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just GH-225 him. Weird. That is real weird. That would be weird. Although when he comes out of the gravy cocoon, he looks like much more muscular and uh, not as atrophied or skeletal as yeah. he was. Not ribby. Well, may- maybe they have to be dead for him to occupy them, but doesn't have- maybe he doesn't have to stay dead. Who knows? I don't know. Um, I do. I, I do. I will find. It'll almost be weird if the show doesn't have a Grant Ward after they defeat Hive. You know. <laughs> Like, yeah, we, we like need... he's been here for three seasons. Yeah, is he finally done? Is Grant Ward gone for good, or will we? So he somehow emerge from this. 
There's going to be son of a, bitch. a clone of some sort or something. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? All right. All this was just a life model decoy. We have been on super long tonight. We yeah. had a lot of news and a lot of feedback. Thank you guys so much for writing in. Hope you guys enjoyed each other as much as you, we enjoyed you guys. Um, uh, thanks so much. And we are uh, probably going to, uh, I guess, peace out for the night. Uh, we'll be back with you on Saturday to cover Daredevil Episode 1. I am incredibly excited about Saturday. What about you? Man, I can't wait till Saturday. I'm going to have to watch all of it on Friday. Really exciting. I'm just going to take work off. <laughs> to hell with my day job. I don't need it. Do you not? I, I do. <laughs> I do. It I did not realize this. you were independent wealthy, independently wealthy. Billionaire playboy ph- philanthropist. You know? <laughs> That's how we roll. Oh. I'm slumming it right now. Yeah, you are. This place is not nice enough for a billionaire Playboy, a full just um, <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, <clears throat> and we'll be back with you on Saturday. Please come back, hang out, tell your friends. We have uh, we we we've got so many people listening, um, and we really appreciate it. Uh, but we would love if you could write us a iTunes review, um, send us uh, some feedback. Post post us on somewhere. Let let people know that we're talking about Daredevil. You know, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people are going to be watching this Daredevil next week, and so if you can post those episodes, that would be really awesome. I'm going. I mean, I'm going to be sharing them on the Facebook page as normal, and yeah. that automatically gets uh, moved over to Twitter or like copied over to Twitter. So obviously, that's a share, like, and subscribe kind of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. So please, please do. Uh, it's always a, it's always a good opportunity to f- for to find new people to join this community uh, when we have when we have new things like Daredevil season two or a movie or whatever. Um, it's a lot of fun. So if you're if you're a fan, please share it, um, and we'll remind you again on Saturday when we actually drop that cast. So it's gonna be a big week. We're excited. Um, we will talk to you next time. Until next time, true believers. 